Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Award-winning animation about learning disabilities. No designs. Pure numerical literacy leads to believing COVID-19 misinformation, ADHD and dyscalculia, and visual and hands-on. This is our podcast for week 42 of 2020, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Dyscalculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you so much for inviting me back. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have wonderful uh, links uh, this week. In fact, one has an award-winning animation and what can we learn from that award-winning animation who has uh who has developed it and where did it come from and where it's going to well this is uh, something um we saw at the uh, film festival it has actually been um on youtube uh, before i think in mid uh 2019 okay and it had um really a lot of awards and uh, most recently at the international film festival on disabilities and and that was basically in based in france it's the fourth time they did that and this is really a very clear um, concise but also very moving and powerful uh, video without any words <laughs> and um Okay. You, the the faces show the emotions. Okay, let's see uh, if we can uh, hear something without the words. Let me see what it says here. So you see a teacher and um, one of her students. Brain Bones is the uh, apparently the maker of it. Oh yeah, we see the little boy. Wow. By the looks of it, it's made in a Malaysia. faraway, uh, faraway it's, it's land. It's made in Malaysia. Okay. Um, so we're very happy that over there they also have attention for students with learning disabilities. And you, you clearly see both the emotions and, and how the brain works of the student right. who gets completely lost with numbers and then in his mind sees a four as a running as a, a driving car and um, when the teacher asks him to uh, copy something from the board there's a four and he just draws a car because that is how he sees it right and he does not have any uh, connection that that is about the quantity of four things and um, but you also see the emotions of the teacher because she's swinging from first being kind of angry with what is going on yeah. and gradually um, understanding understanding that this boy really doesn't do this on purpose or to be um, against the learning but that he really has no clue about numbers and then it goes on it's um, less than 10 minutes it's absolutely worth your time it's a very memorable video and I think uh, worth of uh, of the prizes that it won yeah it's good news good awareness certainly in faraway places as malaysia 
Now our next uh, link says no designs. No designs, I guess of Disco Kulia, right? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the website is called uh, Pop Sugar Family and uh, understood partnered with the American Academy of uh, Pediatrics. And now they made this uh, abbreviation note, take note. Oh, N-O-T-E. N-O-T-E, and that stands for notice, observe, talk, and engage. So if a parent notices that something in school of their children uh, does not go as expected, then observe it. Then uh, don't close your eyes, but look at it more closely. Write something down. uh, uh, um, Memorize the, the details you see. Mm-hmm. And then talk about it. Talk about it with friends, with uh, the teacher in school, maybe the counselor. Uh, you can talk with psychologists or maybe talk with the internet, so to say. And then definitely do not leave it there, but engage. Do something and uh, take try action, to absolutely. take action. So for every step, they have extensive video examples and articles to help parents uh, guide through this uh, process and I'm not sure how this information will get to the parents actually hopefully the cooperation with the American Academy of Pediatrics will also encourage pediatricians yes. to talk about this with uh, parents because uh, if the parents are going to read the understood website they probably are already aware that they need exactly. to do something with learning disabilities well and, and it's it's a very um, uh, timely uh, post actually um, there's a big coincidence here uh, the next international LDA conference in February next year in Louisiana um, next year I will go there and talk about this specific topic what pediat- uh, pediatricians can do can to, to the highlight yes. the issue and also do a, a really short screening it doesn't have to take long time but to flag up that there is something and that uh, those uh, children need help and further um, further assessment good good now our next um our next is an interesting link it says poor numerical literacy leads to believing covid 19 misinformation that is mysterious yeah and it's a very interesting article it's uh, actually published in the journal uh, of royal society open science Um, and it comes from a survey that cambridge university did in five different uh, countries and the outcomes show that older people are less likely to believe COVID-19 misinformation okay. locally, but people with limited numeracy are more likely to believe this kind of misinformation because they do not really get the numbers. And the researchers suggest it has to do also with limited analytical skills that both play a role in believing what information you read or see um, uh, might be um, might be valid. You can you can right. can you believe this? Um, but also, uh, they are often more ready to pass it on and to um, distribute it among their friends because mm-hmm. they believe it. Right. So 
This was done in uh, Ireland, Spain, Mexico, the US and the UK. Wow, it's a significant study. Yes, it is a significant study. And uh, they uh, tested the numerical skills of those people who, who participated uh, with three different numeracy tests. So it was very well documented. Mm -hmm. And the participants were um, given nine statements about COVID-19. And some were false. For instance, uh, 5G networks may maybe may make you more susceptible or, or actually spread <laughs> the virus. Right. Yes, well, right. Right. there are people who believe it. Uh -huh. And some that are true. For instance, people with diabetes are at higher risk of complications from yes. coronavirus. Now, and they really um, saw a connection, an association between people who struggled with numbers in general and uh, those people who believed misinformation uh, more. So they were also asked about their risk perception. How, how big is the risk that you yourself contract the COVID-19? And um, they could not really read and understand uh, public health guidance. And their likelihood of getting vaccinated was also um, lower. So the results are in fact not surprising. People who believe fake information were also less likely to comply with safety measures. <laughs> yeah. And that is what we <laughs> see around us yes, yes, every yes. day. Um, also, people who were more susceptible to misinformation saw themselves as minorities. That yeah. they had def to defend themselves, that to defend their uh, opinion. And they appeared resistant to information uh, by authorities, such as scientists or politicians and, and doctors. Okay. They were more happy to believe uh, their fellows instead of So the next question is, if we work on their financial uh, or, or numerical literacy, would that then uh, start, start them... Uh, Doubting the misinformation. Well, uh, well, my statistics teacher told me <laughs> that an association is not automatically <laughs> the reason why the causation why it happens. Okay. But I do. But it coincides. It coincides, and I do understand that if you explain more about numbers and about risk and probability, right. that those people will be more yes. able to understand uh, big data. It's a good thing. Now, the next link is about ADHD and dyscalculia. We've talked about this before. And so what do we, what do we learn here? Well, this uh, article is from uh, a writer who has come back to writing a blog again after a while. And meanwhile, deleted the blog post again. But that's a pity. Okay. And talks about uh, ADHD and dyscalculia being uh, an issue. Now, when the link was up, uh, I note that this uh, quote, which is nicely said, uh, so let me, let me repeat the quote here. I remember sitting at the kitchen table frustrated to tears because I couldn't figure out what my entire family was calling simple math. Getting yelled at because I'd run through it again and again and over and over, I'd throw out the first answer. I came to, 
because I didn't know what else to do. Right. So the numbers just did not make sense. End quote. So yes, ADHD and dyscalculia frequently occur together, which has an implication for how well you can remediate dyscalculia. If the ADHD is not controlled, the information you try to bring uh, about the dyscalculia will not be absorbed or absorbed as well or fast enough. And now it slows down the whole progress of the remediation. Yeah. So you need to tackle both. Both, yeah, that's good. And it's also a good reminder that, that, that you know, tackling ADHD is not just popping a pill every morning. No. There's more to it than that. Yeah, you definitely need to uh, address the behavior. As well, yes. yes. Okay, it brings us to our uh, last link for the week. And uh, it says here, visual and hands-on. And then it has a beautiful picture from, well, they're not cuisine rods, but they're little, little blocks. Yeah, there are base 10 blocks. There's right. a picture from um, a visual representation of um, little groups of um, base 10 blocks that show a number. And it comes from an Instagram post from Carrie Richburg. And she makes the point that visual representations and hands-on working with children with dyscalculia is absolutely the best way to go. And uh, I'm fully agreeing with that. And these days when we are limited to the online version of tutoring, I can see how it limits sometimes what we can do and how fast we move forward. Now, having said that, Isolation and quarantine um, also looks our best option to get over the virus. So I'm not complaining at that. So we want to get rid of it as fast as possible. And yeah. that's by really addressing it. So we work with what we have online. And um, on our website, we actually have a whole post with great options for people who work um uh, and, and tutor online. Yes. Now, actually, there are a numerous, numerous uh, number of really great websites uh, that were already available and, and also are being further developed right now because there is such a uh, need for it. And those websites can make it possible to work with visual manipulatives that also the student can move over the screen. So it Having it in your hands is better, right. but seeing it and moving it, we can mimic um, the look of the um, of the manipulatives very well. And also, there are many games online um, that uh, are interactive and that they enjoy and, and where they learn from. So it's not all bad. Okay. Well, that's very good. Those were uh, our links for the week. We hope to see you back next week, Dr. Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services, and she is on a quest to increase the number of Discoculia tutors in the country. All the information you can find on discoculiatutortraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.